0: So this is the last in the series life in the spirit and we're looking today at uh, how the the Holy Spirit fuels um, our worship our praise of God. And we're looking at Psalm 148. Um, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights above, praise him all his angels, praise him, all his heavenly hosts, praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all you, you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds kings of the earth and all nations you princes and all rulers on earth young men and maidens old men and children let them praise the name of the lord for his name alone is exalted his splendor is far above the heavens and the earth he has raised up for his people a horn the praise of all his saints of israel the people close to his heart praise the lord Today, I want to look at uh, uh, life in the spirit as a lifestyle of praise. But what do we mean by praise? Um, We've used that word a lot this morning, we've sung it, we've heard it read in Scripture, uh, we've prayed prayers of praise, what does it actually mean? Well, very simply, it's sharing how good and great God is um, in word, but also in doing God's will, we praise God, as we do his will. Um, But just for the moment, I want us to focus on uh, praising God in song and worship. And Paul links uh, being filled with the Spirit with praising God. So Ephesians 5, verses 18 to 20. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Be filled with the Spirit. That's put in the context of worship. Um, I don't know what your expectations are when you come uh, to worship God and to praise him, but this is the place where the Spirit comes to fill us. Um, I don't know whether you're anticipating being filled with the Spirit this morning. Uh, but you should be because this is the place where God comes by his Spirit and fills us with his power and his presence. Um, if you like, this is a, a refueling station. Um, we try to we try to avoid refueling stations these days, don't we? Um, but it's not always possible, is it? Um, We don't want to go into a refueling station because of the the cost. But we do need to be refueled by the Spirit. And you, you and I know if we miss a Sunday, we feel empty. It's like we're running on air, isn't it? It's so good to gather and be refueled by the Holy Spirit. Um, Because when we come together to sing and praise God, we sense, don't we, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit among us and filling us, refueling us, um, giving us energy, giving us joy, giving us fresh love for the Lord. So we're not just here out of grave duty. We're not here because it's Sunday and it's just sheer habit. We're here because we love the Lord and we delight in him, right? It's like you want to spend time with the ones that you love, don't you? Don't you? You do. You really do. And you want to spend time with God who you love dearly. It's where you want to be, isn't it? We love the Lord. We delight in his presence. We enjoy him. We want to be here. And this is the place where his spirit comes and fills us. Worship is good because God is here. So let's look at four things from this psalm about uh, praising God and the Holy Spirit. First, praising God is fueled by the Holy Spirit. It is when, as Paul says, it's when we come together that the spirit comes and empowers us and fills us um, there's a virtuous circle here as we praise God in prayer and in words and in song his Holy Spirit comes and fills us and as the Holy Spirit comes and fills us so we have more love and we want to praise God more isn't that a glorious beautiful virtuous circle the more we get filled with the Holy Spirit, the more we want to praise. Um, that's why in times of revival, people don't want to go home. Um, I, was, I, I don't know whether you've been following this on, on social media, but there's a revival currently in Asbury in uh, the States. It started a week ago as a, at a university and uh, as a prayer meeting, a simple lunchtime prayer meeting with a few people. And at the end of this meeting, the spirit came in power upon the staff, on the lecturers and a few students, and they didn't wanna go home. They, they didn't wanna go to lectures. So it's not like here where they, where they go on strike. At Asbury, the lecturers couldn't, couldn't go to their, 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 their lectures because they, they were in worship. And this thing has grown and more and more of the university uh, have have come to this lunchtime prayer meeting, which has just gone on continually now for over a week with 24 hour prayer and worship and people are becoming Christians all over the campus. It's wonderful. That's how you know it's more than a renewal. That's how you know it's a revival when people start to become Christians en mass. That's a sign of revival. When a whole campus begins to be touched and people come into the kingdom and trust in Jesus, you've got a revival on your hands. Do you know how it started? It started from a very ordinary sermon. So there's hope for us. Honestly, if you listen to the sermon online, it's really dull. It's really, I shouldn't say that. But it but it's ordinary, there's nothing special about it. And yet. God chose to visit that little college chapel service. And now hundreds of young people at university are coming to faith. It's amazing what God can do. Um, We just hope that like Toronto and so many other places, human beings don't get hold of it and mess it up. You know, when human beings start producing tea towels and mugs, you're in trouble about a revival. Come to Asbury, we have a revival, and here's the mug and the tea towel. You know, in fact, the university over there has said, please do not come. Don't get on a plane and visit us. We've got enough people who are here who are coming to faith in Jesus. We don't need tourists. I think that's great. Please don't come to the campus, because they've got so many students coming to know Jesus. They don't want Loads of Christians jumping on planes and going, I've got the Asbury t-shirt, I was there. They're not interested. And that's absolutely as it should be. Anyway, I'm getting off the point. I get excited about these things, you see. When I see revival breaking out, when I see God on the move, I want to celebrate it. I want to praise God. Thousands of miles away, God is on the move. And it makes me hungry and thirsty to pray that God would move here. That we would see people from the community wanting to know Jesus and come into faith. Anyway, <laughs> I better get back to my sermon. Second, praising God comes from transformed hearts. It's rightly said that we praise God because he is worthy of our praise. Worth, worthy, worship. right? We worship because of God's worthship, right? There's a certain level of duty to it God is worthy of our prayers therefore we praise him but that's not enough it's not a logical head knowledge thing you're here I hope not just because you're on a rotor you're here because you love Jesus and you want to sing from the heart and tell him how much you love him that's why you're here you're not here because you're on a rotor if you are I pray blessing on you And I pray that the Spirit would visit you and set your heart on fire again. Do you know you can be on a rotor and still have your heart on fire? (laughs) But it's possible to be on a rotor and not have your heart on fire, isn't it? Seriously? All right. God is perfectly good, perfectly just, perfectly loving. He is worthy of our praise. But it's more than that. Um, I I do like C.S. Lewis, as you know. So, sorry to quote him again, but he is good. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Reflections on the Psalm, Psalm, says this, I had never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. The world rings with praise. Lovers praise one another. Readers praise their favorite poet. Walkers praise the countryside. Players praise their favorite game." I had not noticed either that just as people spontaneously praise whatever they value, so they spontaneously urge us to join them in praising it, saying, Isn't he or she lovely? Wasn't that glorious? Don't you think that is magnificent? I think we delight to praise what we enjoy, because the praise not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling one another how beautiful they are, The delight is incomplete till it's expressed and shared. It is frustrating to have discovered a new author and not be able to tell anyone how good they are, right? So in other words, when we enjoy and delight in God in praise, we want to share that with others. We're not here just being out of duty because God is worthy, which he is. We're here because we want to share how good and great God is. Just as you'll share a book that with, with your friend that you've read and you go, you've got to read this. Just as you've watched a film and you go to your friend, you've got to go and see that. Just as you've gone to Newlands Corner and you say, haven't you been to Newlands Corner before? You need to get out there and have a walk. You need to go there. We share and delight in with others what we value and praise, don't we? Same with God. If you're a proud grandparent, try keeping quiet about your grandchildren, right, or your great grandchildren. You can't. So we can't keep quiet about God because he's so wonderful. We delight in him. He's so glorious. He's so magnificent, and he's so loving, and he's our father. So we're not going to keep quiet. Head and heart go together. As we praise God, he fills us with his love and with the power of his spirit, and so we want to praise him more. It's a virtuous circle. Head and heart work together in worship. But there is a head part to it, Uh, praising a bigger God. The bigger God is in our understanding, the more we'll be moved to praise him in awe and wonder. And so there is a, the more you meditate on scripture and you see how magnificent and big and glorious and powerful God is, the more your heart will be moved to praise him and to serve him and to love him and obey him, right? So this book is essential. It is in this book that we see the grandeur, the majesty, the sovereignty, the power, the kingship, the glory of God. And it's through this book as we meditate on it that our prayers are enlarged. Our vision of God is is enlarged and we praise him. So our prayers should arise out of our meditation on this book are your prayers a little bit small and simple and sort of constricted start meditating on the Bible and praying scripture pray scripture I I don't know about you I love to pray the Psalms the Psalms were written as a hymn book so when I read say Psalm 96 sing to the Lord a new song I'm I'm shouting that out on my study in the morning as a prayer to God right That's what we do, we pray scripture. We make it our own. We make Paul's words, the psalmist's words, our words. We praise a bigger God as we meditate on God through the words of scripture. Um, The psalmist says the whole creations, the sun, the moon and the stars, praise God. He personifies um, the creation. Poets have done this um, all through history, haven't they? Writers do this all the time. They personify inanimate objects as if they're living things. The psalmist does the same thing. Um, but this is this is what happens in reality, isn't it? As you as you see a sunset, don't you don't you just want to say, thank you, God? <laughs> I, I'm amazed that people can look at a beautiful sunset and take pictures and go, Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, you know, you want to go, this is God's creation. You're missing the key here. We don't worship the sun or nature in and of itself. We worship the creator, the one who made it and set the sun in place. Every time the sun moves across the sky and sets, it gives glory to God and praises him because it's doing what it was created to do. Yeah? Even the rocks would cry out, said Jesus. If you don't sing, he said to his disciples. Everything that God has made, the stars, the planets, sing of God's glory. Because they were made to be a symphony to a beautiful and orderly creator God. That's why creation is such a great evangelist, isn't it? you know just have to look at a tiny baby and hold a little baby in your hands there is a god <laughs> there is a god and he's good you just have to stand at the edge of the grand canyon sorry i've been there i'm going to i'm going to brag you just have to stand at the edge of god's creation and go wow you're an amazing god who's able to do this, build this thing, make this thing. You're bigger, more powerful than I could ever imagine. You just have to look at the stars on a black night and be in awe and wonder at the Creator God. You just have to look down a microscope and see individual cells at the microscopic level to go, wow, look at the intricacy, the order, the beauty that God has created. Head and heart work here together, don't they? Um, when I stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon, my immediate reaction was not, oh, I wonder how many meters across that is. I wonder how deep that is in meters. I wonder how long those layers have been there, at the top and at the bottom and in the middle. You just go, Wow! And then you start to wonder about how long and high and deep and how long the sediments have been laying there and all the rest of it. Head and heart together, isn't it? But we need a vision of a big God. And then our hearts will move to praise him and worship him. Uh, Fourth, praising God uh, through Jesus. Um, There's a little prophecy in this psalm which I love. And the Psalms are full of prophecy. Um, And there's a wonderful little uh, prophecy in here. And it is in verse, excuse me, verse 14. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints, of Israel, the people close close to his heart. Um, God has raised up a horn. A horn in the Old Testament is a symbol of strength and power and salvation. And we see this prophecy fulfilled in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 1, where Jesus is described as the horn of our salvation. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. The truth is, the whole creation does not praise God as it was created to do we are born into a world that does not praise god and recognize that he's the loving father and creator we are born into sin a world that is outside of eden is not a world that praises god naturally it's a world that is cursed where there are earthquakes and famines where there is injustice and pain the creation is good and glorious but it's marred yes um Anybody ever visited uh, some of those Welsh castles anybody uh, hands put your hands up if you visited any castles in Wales or Scotland or Ireland or yeah I I, I love a good castle. Um, there's castles in Kent as well. In case you a club for the Kent tourist board. They're not as they once were, but many of them are still glorious they look amazing. And you look at the history, you look at the pictures of them reconstructed from the past, and you go, wow, what a magnificent structure. But many of them are, are, are partly ruined, aren't they? And that's what our world is like. It, Our world praises God with the beauty and order of creation, but it's also marred, just like a castle that's weathered and is broken down. Once was glorious, but it's, it's also marred. And please don't think I'm being simplistic here, I'm, I'm not making a throwaway comment about the earthquake, but we live in a world which is both glorious and marred. All right, I can't, I'm not here to explain the earthquake, I can't. What I will say is that the, the earthquakes and the, the the fracture of creation is a sign that the, the creation is cursed. It is glorious, it is beautiful, but it has been marred by the curse. And that's why we have disasters. That's why there's loss of life. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. In a sense, it's not my problem. It's God's. But I trust him. He is the God of justice who knows what he's doing. So I have to trust. But, you know, Jesus came, the horn of salvation, to rescue us from a a cursed creation so that we could praise God from the heart with integrity so that we could be filled with the Holy Spirit and delight in and enjoy God that's why he came to lift us out of the hopelessness that we're in and to bring us into a new relationship of praise and thanksgiving and worship so that we could praise God again as we should and you know Jesus is coming again we've sung about this this morning to Perfect again the broken and cursed creation. The creation which is both glorious and yet broken will one day be restored when Jesus brings a new heavens and a new earth. There will be no more earthquakes, no more famine, no more injustice, no more pain. But for now, but for now, we live in a world where the kingdom has come but is yet to fully come. Jesus is God's powerful horn God's God's powerful um, salvation to rescue us and to bring us back into relationship with the Father. Jesus restores our relationship with God and he fills us with his Holy Spirit so that we can delight in and enjoy God. Not just on a Sunday, but in the whole of life. God's will is that we do his will and bring him praise in the whole of life. So as you're... Um, serving your local church, as you're volunteering in the community, as you're doing your paid work as well as you can, as you seek to be a faithful steward of God's creation and to use your gifts and skills as he's given them to you, you will bring praise and glory by doing God's will. That's how you praise God Monday to Saturday, is by being the best grandparent, great-grandparent you can be, or parent. You bring praise to God and do his will, Monday to Saturday, as you go about your paid work with integrity and faithfulness and conscientiousness. You bring praise to God and do his will, as we care for the environment and God's resources with integrity and justice, as we look after the world that we've been called to be stewards of. We do God's will and bring him praise as we seek to make Christ known in our families, amongst our friends, and in our community. As we share the gospel, we do God's will and bring praise to his name. Paul sums it up beautifully in Colossians 3:17. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Lifestyle of praise, fueled, empowered, motivated by the Holy Spirit. That's what you've been called to. To sing with your lips, but to declare with our lives by doing his will. By living in the power of the Spirit for the glory of God. That's what you've been called to do as a Christian. Shall we pray? Lord, thank you that we bring praise to you as we sing and pray But Lord, thank you that we also bring praise to you as we we share you with our friends, family, work colleagues, neighbours. Lord, we bring praise to you as we go about our daily work and service with integrity, conscientiousness and faithfulness. And Holy Spirit, we need your help. We need your power to live faithful, spirit-filled lives of, of praise. So come, Holy Spirit, Fill us now afresh that we might do your will, that we might bring praise to Jesus, for in his name we ask it. Amen. Um, as I was uh, preparing, I, I really felt that this is for, for some of you. You know, the Lord wants us to enjoy him and delight in him. Hello? That's <laughs> right um so that our praise is an overflow of our delight and enjoyment of God sounds so simple but some of us some of us have gone into a habit it's it's just become kind of duty we just come along and we we kind of out of habit or duty or because we've tr- traditionally always come along and God doesn't want us just kind of turning up because out of sheer habit he wants our hearts to delight in him he wants to set our hearts on fire with love for him so that our praise is an overflow of our delight and enjoyment of him and some of you i just sense needed uh, a fresh touch of the holy spirit some of you are feeling thirsty dry and you just need a fresh filling of the holy spirit to give you a delight and a joy in god We all need that, don't we? But for some of you especially, I would just invite you, as we're singing this last song, just to come. um, There's plenty of space at the front. Just invite you to come and be prayed for, to receive the life-giving water of the Spirit so that you can delight in and enjoy God as you were created to. So just come and uh, come to the front, and the prayer team will will just come and pray with you. So let's stand and sing uh, Unbroken Praise. In here as a prayer team and if you'd like prayer please do remain in here um, and uh, people will be wed- ready to pray with you but if you if you don't require prayer please go through for coffee tea etc next door you would be very welcome now may the blessing of god almighty father son and holy spirit be with us all evermore amen